0: change city, I'm a new score. Broke your high score. soon as step through the door. Try to stack my paper up like a bookstore. Money kissing knees, to the like a rock and roll tour. When I come to your city, I'm a new score. Broke your high score. soon as step through the door. Try to step my paper up like a bookstore. Money
1: kissing knees. Like- hey. Ta. Hey, Piet!
0: What's going on? Welcome to the New Score podcast. My name is Pat. This is my co-host, TYG, Tyler Pratt. Tyler, how we be doing?
1: Ooh, I'll tell you what. We be doing. We be doing a beautiful Friday night. It is 726 Eastern time. What what time is it for you?
0: Seven twenty six Eastern time, just like you, buddy.
1: Dude, I'm telling. All right, I knew that. I got a story to tell you after, just in case. Why don't you, but...
0: why don't you tell me now? I can't.
1: Why? There's complications. <laughs> after, off the record. Off the record.
0: We want to thank you all for listening. If you are on YouTube right now, don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Get at us on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you very much for the support. Kind of a short but sweet episode coming at you. Uh, this is episode 18. We're going to go through some thoughts on NFL. We're going to talk about the Detroit Pistons' historic 28 game losing streak we're going to talk about the college football playoffs coming up on monday night pumped about that i want to get into that here pretty shortly give our thoughts on that and russell wilson benched in denver so uh, that and uh, many other things we want to talk about some matchups from last week some matchups uh going into this week so Short and sweet episode, Tyler. Not going to dive into too many things um, this episode because, like I said, Ohio State's coming up, and we both had a long day, long week. We want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Happy um, new year, Merry Christmas. This this week always feels weird, like every single year to me, like the in between week of after Christmas before New Year's. I remember being in school like that was always our Christmas break. So I don't know if it, maybe that's what it is, is because like mm-hmm. you were so used to having that time off where you didn't have to do shit. And yeah. now like. Since that, it just has feel like such a, like a blah week to me in my adult life, like the weirdest week because you're still working, you know, you're still working your, your job like everything yeah. is normal, but it's just a very weird feeling like that in between week. But excited about New Year's coming up. Um, This is the last episode of 2023, so let's get after it. Tyler, college football playoffs, Monday night, your Michigan Wolverines versus the Alabama Crimson Tide. And then we got the Washington Huskies against the Texas Longhorns. So uh, tell me how you're feeling. How confident are you going in that matchup against Alabama?
1: um confident confident i don't think you know i i haven't watched a ton of college football but just from what i've seen from alabama i don't know i, I don't i didn't think that they were going to get back in it even with the win um I, I don't know i feel confident michigan can you know especially with harbaugh back the only thing that makes me like i'm not so confident is each team has like a month to prepare it's kind of like a crazy long time. Um, Saban's obviously really, really good. So, it's um, Nick yeah. Saban
0: against Jim Harbaugh. Like it doesn't get much better than that for college football matchup. Pumped about that. Yeah. But you, so yeah. you have two great coaches with all that time to prepare for the for the mm-hmm. opposition. Exactly. Should be a slugfest, though. I'm thinking about taking the under in that one, just because I feel like. These two teams, their strength is, like, you know, how physical they are, how good they are up front. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. Can Michigan, you know, pound the rock on Alabama like they have everybody else up to this point? That's pretty much the difference in the game. Is is Alabama going to say we're going to take, you know, Corm and Edwards as the other back? Mm -hmm. Take those two guys – out of the game and make JJ McCarthy beat us. It's like I know the guy was a five-star recruit, but to me, I don't think he's really lived up to that hype. I know a lot of people really like him, uh, his ability and his potential, but I'm sure like that's the plan is make JJ McCarthy beat us. Um, so I'm excited about this one, Tar. I'm th- I'm leaning under and I'm leaning Alabama, but I don't. I think that's just mostly mm. my not my head thinking. I don't want Michigan uh, to advance, but I'm looking forward to it. Alabama is hot right now. I mean, they definitely had a down point in the season where they weren't playing well. They almost lost to South Florida right down the road for me. I remember that game just as complete shit show when they were trying to figure out, you know, who their quarterback was going to be. But, I mean, they've been on a roll. And it kind of seems like it's it's a destiny thing, that matchup against Auburn that they won, you know, at the end of the game. And then they go and beat Georgia in the SEC title game. To me, I think Alabama should have been in. Um, if you haven't yet, go check out that. I had like a little eight-minute rant because everybody was attacking the committee for the decision they made on the four teams that they chose, specifically Alabama and Texas and You know, I went in on that, so I'm not going to dive too much deeper into that tonight, but it should be an exciting matchup. Like I said, the coaching matchup, as it is, is phenomenal. I want to talk about Washington, Texas a little bit. I did put a future in on Washington winning it all because they're plus 700 odds, and to me, they had the best quarterback in the playoffs. Like that has to mean something. Like, if you're giving me the best quarterback out of those four teams in Penix Jr., I'm gonna ride with that at plus seven hundred. We're gonna see what happens. Obviously, you know, Washington is always looked at as this kind of I don't want to see flashy, but like that they can't hang with the big boys, like the SEC every time like they the end Pac-12 up twelve team. Yeah, I mean that's what they are. So it's like (laughs) that's that's what they are. That's the whole stigma of the Pac-12. I mean, honestly, so when they do get to the playoffs, they usually get ran over by those teams. But I just feel like it. It's been different with this Washington team this year. They haven't lost yet, and Penix. I mean, he played a couple down games, but looking forward to the draft. I mean, the guy's going to be. Top 15 pick in the draft. Um, He was right there in the Heisman running all season. So I'm pulling for Washington, but I know Texas is really good up front defensively and we'll see how Quinn Ewers looks for them, but excited about that matchup as well. should be two great games. That's all I'm honestly hoping for. Like Tyler Mm -hmm. said, we don't watch a ton of college football throughout the year. I mean, obviously Tyler watch Michigan I watch Ohio state, but other than that, we don't really watch much other than the big games, like the can't miss games, you know, each Saturday that you have to watch. And Washington's got some weapons too at receiver. So they have the ability to really light it up. If that, if their O line could protect, you know, and they can get the run game going a little bit, they can, they could sling it around the field. Um, and, and Pennix can be that guy. So, could be a, you know, opportunity for him to really put his name out there on notice going into the draft. But that's it for our college football playoff preview. Like we both said, we just, you know, we want some good guys out there. I want to dive into – let's talk about the Detroit Pistons a little bit. So they're on a 28-game losing streak now, longest um, ever in the NBA. Mm. Unbelievable, first of all. They have two wins going up to this point, and it's like Connie Williams, their new coach, he's pretty sure he's the highest-paid coach in the NBA um, right now. I know there was a stipulation with that. Um, I think his, his wife is sick, so they were trying to help him out. That's what Weed was telling me about the whole thing. So, I yeah. mean, that's great as an organization for them to do that. But at the same time, like they're paying, you know, the most – out of any team for a coach, and they have two wins up to this point. They're on a 20-game losing streak, just laughing stock. I do yeah. want to talk about last night, though. They were going to Boston. They were plus 800 money line to win, so I just felt, fuck it. You know what I mean? I'm going to I'm gonna okay. ride with it. Boston was coming off yeah. of a four-game uh, West Coast road trip, and then going into that game, they were a little banged up. Jalen Brown was out. And Detroit has been playing better. I know they're on a losing streak, but I should add that they have looked better the last couple of games. They've been in the games at least. Mm-hmm. So going into that matchup, and I actually saw a pod on and I sent Tyler um, the pod when I saw it, and these guys were talking about, you know, potential upset, sprinkle money line on it. So I said, fuck it. I rolled with it. And kid you not, they were up 16 at one point in that game. Um, wow. I believe it was early, early third quarter. They were up 16 on Boston. Boston, of course, comes back late in the game. It goes back and forth in the end and then ends up going to overtime. And Boston ends up pulling it off in overtime. Mm-hmm. I do want to include, bro, I saw this earlier. Um, this guy bet Pistons money line earlier in the day when they were up 16 he cashed out he cashed out when they were up 16 he won 700 on that because he put 200 down wow he won 700 bucks cashing out and then he took uh that 700 and he put it money line on the celtics
1: wow
0: so he cashed out for his pistons money line and then he took that money bet celtics money line and won both
1: genius Unreal. that's what that's i'm saying genius
0: for real and i was like why didn't i think of that you know what i mean because it's like yeah. the whole game i was just waiting for it to happen i was waiting for boston to come back if you lose 28 games in a row gets to a point where you just keep finding ways to lose games eventually you're gonna let the other team mm-hmm. back into it and i'm seeing they're taking awful shots out there but is out there taking ridiculous contested threes uh yeah. just coming up the floor and and throwing him up there and I'm like, bro, Cade Cunningham's not even getting the ball right now. Anything you wanna add?
1: Um, we need to find out who that guy is and pick his brain. That's for sure. I mean, what a yeah, what a money move, bro. I wouldn't even have thought of doing well. Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought of doing that.
0: Yeah, because we, uh, we don't typically cash out ever. So we didn't, I mean, we would just be like, yeah. all right, let's ride with it.
1: Right. But that was just, like, perfect time to do it, perfect everything. Um, No, I mean, I was talking about the other day. I don't know about, like, the Pistons have some nice pieces. I don't know why they haven't traded Bogdanovich by now. He's definitely gone. Like, has to be. If if there's a bet we can make on him getting traded, I'd like to see what those odds are at right now because I'd I'd do it. I don't see why he hasn't even been um, traded to this point, to be honest with you. But either way. I like Dern, Obviously Cade. Um, Ivy is solid too. I mean, they have like solid young guys. They even talked about the big their big men with CJ. They also have what Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. Awesome. Two top, what, two top three picks. So yeah. it's it's just but they're still young. That's the Kevin thing. Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox. Yeah, all these get like all these kids are still young. They're probably maybe, Kevin Knox might be like 25. Everybody on 2K. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little rebuild. Exactly. And they have the pieces to trade around, like to get a good piece, and then they have the cap room to go get a good free agent. Now they're gonna have the top pick. Maybe to hopefully what? Wow. Who's as bad as them, dude? Well, I know the lottery, but
0: yeah, exactly. it's not yeah. guaranteed like the NFL. Never guaranteed tower like trading multiple first round picks to a team uh it's never guaranteed for a quarterback it's never guaranteed that that's gonna pan out for you giving up those picks and that's why i want to talk about russell wilson getting benched this past week we could talk about that trade a little bit but just want to address um the situation at hand and that is Jared Stidham is now the Denver Broncos' starting quarterback. Russell Wilson's on the bench. It was reported that the reasoning was because he he would be owed $37 million if he got hurt Um, and couldn't pass a physical in March. So they asked him if he could waive that, and then he would play. And they said, if you don't waive that, then we're going to bench you. He didn't want to waive it. Um, and, again, this is what what was reported. I don't know if how true it is, but it's looking like it's pretty accurate at this point. He didn't want to waive it, so now Sean Payton benches him for Stidham. It's the same thing that the Raiders did with Derek Carr last year, um, where they said just go home, get out of the building, because if he were to get hurt, then they were going to owe him a bunch of money going into that next season. So they're just completely cutting ties with him. Um, which is what we kind of predicted that going into the season. Like, hey, if Russ is really washed, Sean Payton's not going to deal with it. He's not going to sit around, you know, with Russell Wilson's quarterback. They're going to do something. And I'm sure that came up when Sean Payton took the job is like, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out with this guy, this is what the backup plan is going to be. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not committing to him by taking this job. So I'm sure – Sean knew every, every, this this could happen down the road. Russ has – he's got top ten numbers right now, I believe, um, pretty much across the board. NFL, he's been playing a lot better as of late, but he's just not the quarterback for Sean Payton at all because a lot of what Sean – or excuse me, what Russ does is improvising um, as a quarterback and doesn't play quarterback in rhythm or on time everything's kind of, you know, he needs chaos. He needs things to break down. Uh, kind of like what we talked about with Josh Dobbs earlier in the year, um, but more to a more extent, obviously with Russ, because that's who he's always been. Um, he doesn't really play on time. There's not those quick throws. Get it out in the flat. Get it out um, and, and let these guys do what they do with it on um, the scheme that Sean Payton has designed for them. It's a lot of just kind of winging it. With, with Russ out there, and I'm sure Sean got fed up with that, him not making throws on time. Like, think about Drew Brees, dude. Like, what made Drew Brees so good is his precision in the pocket, getting the ball out quick. Like, yeah, Drew Brees had some athleticism to when things broke down, he could evade pressure and make throws. But it, it for Russ, it's like that's what he's looking for. Like, he, he puts himself into bad situations by scrambling when he doesn't need to. And it's because that's where he's more comfortable as a quarterback. So, like I said, not surprised at all for the the Broncos to make this move. Sucks for me because I'm going into the fantasy championship, one of my leagues, and I've had the – somehow I've gotten here. It's a two-quarterback league. I've gotten here. My quarterbacks I drafted were Russ as a bench quarterback, and then I had Cousins and Anthony Richardson as my starters. So, obviously, Richardson goes down cousins goes down i insert russell wilson i pick up um will levis so will levis is my other quarterback will levis deals with injuries i have to pick up um nick mullins because nick mullins is now the new quarterback for the vikings nick mullins is now benched he was supposed to be my qb1 because russ got benched so now both my quarterbacks are out and I am not in good shape going into this matchup. I got Will Levis hopefully playing with Jared Stidham slash Easton Stick. Don't know who I'm going to ride with out of those two, but that's oh, what it's man. come down to for my championship.
1: There, You can't make that shit up. Yeah, just <laughs> terrible luck for your
0: boy. Luckily for mm-hmm. me, and Joku went off last night, so that was a good start to the week. But, you know... And, uh, not too uh, optimistic when it comes to my playoff ho- or my, you know, hopes on winning that. Anything you want to add about Ross?
1: No, nah, no, not really. I think, I think after this year though, you know, he at least showed like he is somewhat a shell of, a, of his former self. Like he, he put, he was like a top 15 quarterback this year. And, you know, if you have a top 15 quarterback, and you put him on a good roster with a good head coach, that's a playoff team. So he I think you'll see him on a I think he'll he'll make a run before he retires, I think. He 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 can still get it done. Um it's gonna be interesting though to see like where he goes. I don't know.
0: I was just gonna ask you if you had to pick one team and one team in the AFC, one team in the NFC, I was thinking, you know, who would it Gosh. be? Dude. because a lot of these teams are going to be going for quarterbacks in the draft so you know they're not going to spend the right. time paying out, paying money to Russ
1: you know you know what you know who who would do it though even though they probably shouldn't the raiders <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the raiders are going I I can see that happening actually
0: cuz they're not going to yeah. get a a great pick the raiders so no. Who knows? That's interesting, yeah. though. I mean, they took it. a shot on Jimmy G, so I don't put it past them.
1: No, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. And
0: wouldn't that be something if he went there? Eh, oh. The playing commanders. against Sean Payton. Commanders yeah. could be. But they're going to have commanders. a top pick.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They do only have four wins.
0: Yeah, if they're going to move on from Sam Howell, they're going to draft the guy.
1: Yeah. Could be maybe the – I don't know. I, th- I think the Buccaneers have an interesting situation. Like, do you stick with Baker moving forward, or do they start a if read like they're eight and seven now? I mean,
0: you're not switching out Baker for Russell Wilson, no fucking way, no yeah. way. With how Baker's looked this year, you would not do that. But if I was the Bucs, I would draft the guy. I would certainly draft oh, the guy.
1: What about what about the but Patriots? Baker.
0: They're gonna have the second pick.
1: Yeah. You never know. They could they could draft someone, let them sit behind them. All right, and then the then the other one I can see happening is the Giants.
0: Yeah, they're gonna have a top pick as well, but they I mean who knows? I, I don't, don't know, know if is gonna be patient enough, you know. I don't know, who well, knows?
1: They already have Danny Dimes, they don't they don't need anyone else. Not
0: a chance. <laughs> Not a fucking chance.
1: But yeah, I don't know. Russell do good somewhere.
0: I want to talk about that Monday night brawl between the Ravens Forty Nine ers a little bit. Ravens are now going into a game against Miami. San Francisco going into a game against Washington. We talk about that a little bit as well, just to kind of summarize it up. My thoughts on that Raiders or excuse me Ravens win. They were there were six point dogs in that game. Might have been five might ended up at five and a half, but six point dogs. They looked like the better team majority of that game. Like they were out there. You don't see San Fran getting pushed around ever. And for Baltimore to go into their house and push them around, hats off to the Baltimore Ravens, because we knew they were good. But they've had some lulls throughout this year. They, if it's a game, if if it's a big game for the Baltimore Ravens, like that's and you can expect that out of them. Phew, it's gonna be tough to beat that team. It's gonna be tough to beat that team in the playoffs.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Again, that's our Super Bowl future, Ravens 49ers. So maybe we get a rematch in the Super Bowl. A lot of that damage that was done in that game were off of turnovers a couple of them were on Purdy a couple of them were you know bad luck tip picks either way gotta yeah. take care take better care of the football and make more accurate throws that picky threw early in that game where he tried fitting it in the debo in the end zone Kyle Hamilton picked it off Kyle Hamilton by the way this dude's looking like top two top three safeties in the league right now guy they just drafted out of Notre Dame, and he's already that guy. I know he got banged up last week, so not sure what his status is looking like right now. I hope he's okay because he is a hell of a football player. Mm -hmm. He's fun to watch. And Lamar Jackson, dude, we talked about it last week. We were talking about who we would give the MVP to right now. We said it before this game. We were going to give it to Lamar Jackson. And out there on that field Monday night with all of those great players, all of those future Hall of Famers. It was that dude that stood out, and it was that dude that was like yeah. had your jaw dropping, like wow. Out of all of those players on that field, that was the one. Like that third and long, third and twenty one, I think it was scramble that he had, where he was just made Fred Warner look like oh yeah, an average linebacker. Made him yeah. miss. Made a few guys miss on that. Like that is Lamar Jackson. You don't see that from any other player. I know his numbers aren't as good as these other guys are, but the effect of Lamar Jackson, just think about it, bro. Like all every year this team loses their running backs, and they're still great at running the football. That's Lamar Jackson effect. Now we're yeah. seeing, you know, what he's doing through the passing game without his top weapon in Mark Andrews. Like it doesn't matter with this team right now. That's valuable. That's impact player. That's Lamar Jackson. Wow. What a performance that was from him. And I hope he can just keep this going in the playoffs because we haven't seen it, you know, work in the playoffs for them yet. But I really do feel like this is a different Lamar and a different Ravens team. His defense looks really good right now. But I hope Kyle Hamilton's
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, That's, yeah, that's kind of summed up well. Yeah. I I think that. You know, if we do get that rematch, which I have a good feeling we will. um, It's going to be a lot closer. You know, those turnovers really killed the game. Um, But, yeah, you saw why we love Lamar Jackson for MVP. And um, both these teams are just they look tough to beat. You know, I think you'd have to have some, some team would have to get real hot. And in the NFC, I just don't really like the Eagles got one game to do it they're gonna probably get the other by right or they got two games right they got two games to like get get going you know because the lions they don't have it going defensively right now their defense has to figure it out they've got two weeks to do that the cowboys they have some things they have to figure out and the eagles have things that they have to figure out they all got two weeks to do it because the Niners you know I, i'm not overreacting to their performance against the Ravens. They're just – the Ravens are a really good team. They got a little unlucky and had some uncharacteristic turnovers. Probably won't happen again, so I don't know. That's what I expect, though. I expect to see those two teams playing again in February.
0: Just to touch on the NFC a little bit, outside of the Niners, if the Rams are playing any of those other teams – Cowboys, Lions or Eagles. Do you think the line is more than 3 in any of those matchups?
1: Only if it was in Philly. It would be. Yeah, cuz all the other two games are dome games played indoors. I think I think the the best odds would definitely be against um detroit i could see the game against the cowboys being more than three just because the last time that they played the result was what it was i don't think that that's how it would go of course if they played again but i think they would use that as a way to kind of like get the public to be like oh dallas beat these you know these guys by 20 last time and they'll try to manipulate the line but, yeah, no, it, I think definitely, though, would be really close to three. The, the Rams are just playing really well right now. Like, that is a hot team. That offense, Stafford, he's just – we already talked about how, how much we love Stafford, too. So, he entered the MVP race for a reason.
0: I was bringing that up because I've heard from a few things I've listened to over the course of the week where how these other NFC teams that don't look great and the Rams have been hot and a lot of them have been saying I don't think there's a team, you know, that wants to play them right now. Um, no. I understand that. I don't know if they were going as far to say that the Rams would, you know, would, would beat those teams. But I just wanted to hear what your thoughts on that were about the NFC. Yeah. If,
1: if I were kind of to compare it to something in the AFC, it'd be kind of like the Bills, right? Like the Bills are the the hot team right now, even though they played like shit, in my opinion, against the Chargers. So um, how was that? Yeah, so that was the uh, you know kind of like play to your, play to your uh, competition kind of type of game for them. But yeah, those are the two teams. Like if you're in the AFC, you you know you kind of don't want to play the Bills right now, and if you're in the NFC, you don't want to play the Rams. Upset alert. Yeah, it's
0: a good way to put it. I do want to talk about the Cowboys a little bit. That Cowboys Dolphins game and then cowboys lions i'll talk about the cowboys lions a little bit Whew. this is a matchup that i'm excited for because i want to see this is kind of a measuring stick game for me when i'm looking at the lions going into dallas because dallas is so good at home this is really a measuring stick game for me because it's going to be in do- in a dome so that factors out the window but big pressure game, high stakes game because these are two great teams, um, and they're fighting. They're both fighting for seeding in the playoffs. I want to see Jared Goff in this game against you know that pressure. If Dallas can get to him, is he going to you know turn into a pumpkin back there in the pocket? Because we've seen it before, where if a team can get after him, doesn't look great. But they really got that run game going. So can Dallas stop that run game? There's so many factors going into this. A lot of great players. This is going to be a fun game. Probably do a same game parlay on this and take the over and some other things because this is just a real exciting matchup for me, two teams that can really put some points on the board. But how do you feel about where the Cowboys are at right now?
1: Yeah, I mean – you know the the game against the dot. Like if if they don't fumble on first and goal right at the goal line, it's a whole different ball game. So it's like, yeah, it's just that, that was a tough L against Miami, but going up against Detroit, the thing is that pass rush has not; they have not really been as effective as they were early in the season. And I heard a crazy stat actually that b- believe it or not, Michael Parsons hasn't drawn a foul or a a holding. He hasn't drawn a holding penalty in over like 46 40, 60 quarters. So it's been like 12 plus games since he's drawn a holding call. Mm. Which is which is crazy because you know most most top pass rushers usually get like if not one a game, at least one every other game. So um and he hasn't gotten a whole lot a whole lot of sacks um lately either. Uh their defense, it's just the rush defense that they really gotta worry about with with Detroit, I think. Detroit's gonna, you know Dan Campbell, dude, he's gonna be relentless. So it'll be exciting though. It'll be a good one. I don't think they're gonna have I think Dallas puts up 30 plus I don't think Detroit's, um, you know, secondary is going to be able to keep up. I think CD probably has 150. (laughs) Just going to be – I think think he has a monster game. I think he has a monster game. Yeah.
0: The other thing I I want to add is something that I said to Tyler off air when we were just talking – and this isn't going to be an issue this week. Going against Detroit at home, this isn't one of those games. But for the games, potential, you know, road playoff game, where it's pretty ugly outside, um, and you got to play a game in the mud, where you got to be able to run the ball, physicality. That was something that I think was clearly lacking. You could see that it's just not there right now with the Cowboys. And I'm talking about that Dolphins game. And I said to Tyler, I said, you know, where is this fullback, Corey Lipke? Uh,
1: Hunter Lipke,
0: but yeah. Hunter Hunter Lipke. Hunter Lipke. Where did like where did this dude come from? Where he's in the game getting these carries, bro? Like, are you right. that un- unconfident in Tony Power to get those yards? And if you are, then. I don't know, why didn't you maybe try getting Zeke back for like a sixth, seventh-round pick? It would have been really easy to get him back throughout the year, not, or maybe not Zeke, but somebody else in there instead of giving the fullback the ball because that was a real big issue in that game, huge reason why they ended up losing that game. They're clearly missing Zeke because, you know, people say what they want about Zeke is – uh, a running back at this stage of his career. But I know even at this stage in those situations, those three, four times where you need it, those downs, like he's going to get you those yards. That's, that's Zeke Elliott. Um, so that was something I wanted to add that, uh, that I said to Tyler off air, but another team I want to talk about the Kansas city chiefs. We've talked a lot about them. He's, Lately, is they've just not looked like the same Kansas City Chiefs at all. Lose on Christmas to the Raiders at home. Unreal. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback for the Raiders, did not complete a pass after the first quarter of that game. I think he ended up with 60 yards passing, and they still beat the Chiefs. Unbelievable, dude. Pick six, fumble for six. That's the difference in the game. Giving the game away to a team you're a lot better than at home. Like, that was a get-right game for the Chiefs. Had it written all over it. And the Raiders have played them tough this year now. They had a 10-0 lead in the first matchup, and then the Chiefs came back. But the Raiders have played them tough. They got something on Mahomes in this offense. You could see it. Max Crosby's a dog. Uh, Shout-out to Jack Jones. Pick six guy got thrown out of New England. I think he had some issues there. And of course, he ends up on the Raiders. Gets a pick yeah. six in this game. It was pretty cool seeing him stare down Mahomes as he went into the end zone, too. That was pretty badass. How Mahomes just had to happen to be right there as he was running in, like seeing shit like that. At that time, I thought, like, oh shit, Mahomes is gonna be fired up after that. But again, it's it's not sharp for this team. Um, I think it will get better as Pacheco starts to get right. And it's a tough matchup. The Raiders know them. And like I said, they've definitely got something on them. I'm not – I'm losing confidence as the weeks – like week to week, I'm losing more and more confidence Tower in the Chiefs to turn this around, you know, for a magical playoff run, pulling it out of their ass. Because at this point, one seed's not looking likely at all. So – now that you're gonna have to go on the road and you already can't get anything going at home with your offense. I I don't know. What do you think?
1: I'm kinda right there with you. I don't I don't have much confidence that they're gonna make a run. Like I'm not counting them out because I'll never rule out my homes, but I'm not confident that they're going to be able to go on the road and beat one of these, you know, really good AFC teams. So I, you know, I'm not, I don't have, I don't have much faith in them anymore.
0: The Raiders clearly look like a better team right now. Dolphins clearly look like a better team right now. Bills clearly look like a better team right now. Cleveland Browns clearly look like a better team right now. It's kind of like the chiefs are falling off and then the Jags are falling off. Um, Shout out to Jalen Ramsey and the Jags for, you know, Tyra felt on, like Jags. wearing that jersey tonight, I guess. But come on, Jags. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's hoping for him on, to Weedy. turn it
1: around. Come on, Weedy Boy. Uh and I
0: and I do want to talk about the Browns next, but going back to the Chiefs, like all of those teams in the AFC look like the better football team than you right now. And the playoffs are coming up, man. It's right around the corner. Not looking good for them, but the defense is really good. So if they could just put it together, a few drives here and there, and that defense can hang on, you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. It's Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. I do want to talk about – let's recap that game last night just a little bit. Kind of just want to talk more about the fact that the Browns are in the playoffs. Unbelievable. We talked about coach of the year a few weeks back. I think Stefanski, hands down, coach of the year. Um Things happen week to week. That was four or five weeks ago at this point. Since then, they haven't lost a game. Joe Flacco, unbelievable. Last yeah. week, the throws he was making to Amari Cooper, like when the defense knew it was going to Amari Cooper and they still couldn't stop it, and Amari Cooper goes off, sets so the franchise record for most yards in the game. Last night, doesn't even have Amari Cooper, still goes out lights the Jets defense up for over 300 Mm -hmm. yards and they get it done, man. Like Elijah Moore goes down in that game. They just continued to keep getting it done. And going back to Stefanski, this team has been banged up so much. Like they got a really good O-line, but a lot of those guys have been hurt this year. Obviously Nick Chubb, obviously Deshaun Watson goes down Then you have PJ Walker and he goes down. Then you have Thompson Robinson. He goes down. He's not really the guy. So we bring Flacco in and now what do we see? Like, team looks like it's better than it would have been you know what you thought it would have been going into week one of this year like this is mm-hmm. a better version of even what we thought they would be with all those guys so yeah. just unbelievable what what Flacco and Stefanski are doing Cleveland obviously defense is what it is Miles Garrett and those boys so shout out to them getting a playoff berth anything you want to add
1: no, off the couch, Flacco, off the couch, baby. Come back. That's my here. dog. Shout out, Sean. That's my dog. No, I'm happy yeah. for Flacco. Though. Never was like Bro, the biggest was- believer of him back in the day, but no, literally,
0: that's what I was just about to say, dude. Is I was talking to Weed last night about this, and just to, this was. Three years ago, three, four years ago, four years ago, we were living in Orlando together. Um, Tyler and I were with all of our boys. Uh, our buddy Sean from Delaware had a huge thing for Joe Flacco, Delaware guy. Mm-hmm. And we were like, at this point in you know Flacco's career, I don't even think he was a starter. I think he was a backup for Denver, might have been. He's yeah. been all over, but obviously since those days, since the days that Baltimore let him go and turn to Lamar, it's hasn't been around. It was a joke in our house that this dude was so obsessed with Flacco. We had a Flacco jersey hanging in our house, and this dude was talking nonstop about Joe Flacco's the GOAT, Joe Flacco's elite, Joe Flacco. Um, you know, like to, so much unnecessary Joe Flacco talk. Like, we'd be watching a random game and we'd have, somehow get into a conversation about Joe Flacco. And it was so funny to me just reminiscing with him about that. Like, dude, it was literally like a joke to us just talking about yeah. it because of what Flacco looked like, you know, at, at the later stages. And now, what we're seeing, bro, he looks yeah. better than he did on that Super Bowl run that he had with the Ravens yeah which was 10 years ago so it's wow. an incredible story it's literally like a movie script dude it really is like he's got five kids i saw him out there in the interview he's, he he was at home just being like a full-time dad calling teams asking them if they needed him and everybody was no nope, no nope, no nope. like how, how do you think the jets feel after getting lit up by Joe Flacco thinking we had that dude. guy and we could have had him unreal
1: it doesn't that doesn't that say something though like the Jets had him and couldn't he he wasn't anything like that with them and he goes he goes over there I mean and like again that's with banged up no chub like I don't know that's crazy what do yeah what he's doing is, is awesome though True.
0: rise Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're now playing the Saints this week. They're on a roll right now. I want to talk about the rise of the Bucs a little bit this season and talk about the fall of the team that they beat on Christmas Eve last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two Florida teams going in complete different directions right now. The Bucs, who nobody thought, we're going to sniff the playoffs this year are now controlling their destiny leading the division in a game where they can really put it away this week against the saints. And then on the other side of things, the Jaguars, a team that nobody gave anybody else in their division a shot to win this year. And now they are in a three-way tie for first place with two teams that had top five picks in the draft, rookie quarterbacks, rookie first year uh, coaches. On, like, think about that going into this year. If you would have told me the Bucs would be leading the NFC South and the Jags were about to lose control of the AFC South, that's the NFL, though. Lawrence has mm-hmm. been banged up, tons of injuries. Um, I was talking about this. The knee was one thing with him, he seemed to be playing okay on that knee, but then when you talk about the shoulder and the ankle and the concussion, like all these things adding up. It doesn't look good for Trevor Lawrence right now. He's now ruled out this week. On top of that, they're missing Christian Kirk. On top of that, their defense looks like shit. Um, And it was a defense that we – there were points in this season that they looked like a real good defense. Um, But lately they've just been getting lit up. Don't look good at all. Doesn't look very put together right now in Jacksonville. And they're on. What are they on a five-game losing streak right now, Tyler? They started out the year uh, eight and three, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Started out the eight year eight and three, and now they're sitting at eight and seven. Like, can't make that shit up. Especially Mm -hmm. with some of those games in there that they've lost. Do you think the Jags hang on? In the AFC South, but once again, the Lawrence um, injury is forcing mm. him to miss this week. And then also, do you think the Bucs hang on in the NFC South?
1: I do think the Bucs hang on. Um, I just don't know about the Jags, though. Like, Because I see uh, Carolina, back, right? Yes,
0: they're playing Carolina this week and at Tennessee next week.
1: And that's who, who's playing that? The Jags? Or the Texans, sorry. Jags. Yeah. No, yeah, they have to win. <laughs> Bro, they have to win. Oh, man, that's a good line, though. I'm looking at the line right now. Three and a half for Carolina. Um, yeah, no, they got to. They'll hang on. hang on. They definitely win these next two. They have to. That Titans one is going to be a little scary, though, if that's like a win-and-get-in type game. As long as they have Lawrence for that, I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, I don't know. Are, are we – you probably still have to get 10 wins to get in, right? Yeah. yeah. Browns
0: already in. Um, Bills, I think if they win, they would be ahead. Because uh, a couple of those – the Colts and the Texans still play each other so that you have to take that into account for next week. So as yeah. long as the Bills win this week, they should be at that other team that gets in.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cuz the Colts the Colts play the Raiders this week. Uh, they that they could lose that one.
0: Yeah, the way they've looked. Mhm. But I actually did I, I did a division parlay. And in that division parlay, I took the Bills to win the AFC East because They win this week and Miami loses to the Ravens. Very possible. Yeah. Those two things happen. Then next week, Bill's Dolphins is winner wins division. And we talked about it, you know, on in recent episodes, Buffalo is Miami's daddy. So I like my chances in that. And then I also threw in the Texans to win the AFC South. Yeah, Because I wasn't sure with Lawrence. And now, I bet you, if I look at the line, it's probably down now from when I took it after the Lawrence injury, forcing him out. I could see Tennessee beating them. And honestly, dude, the way Carolinas look better, I could see Carolina making it real sloppy and taking it to them, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. The the spread is only three and a half in that Carolina-Jacksonville game. And Carolina's 4-5 and 1 against the spread in their last 10. So, they are playing they're playing a lot better. Dude, total points for that game's 36 and a half. Oof. that's gross. Who you like Ravens
0: Dolphins? To me, I'm leaning I'm leaning Dolphins side because of the the impact of that game Monday night, so it's a short week for baltimore and that was the biggest game on the schedule like primetime game two best teams in the league you take it to that team on the road typical nfl like the turnaround it's kind of going to kind of be down and you can't afford to be down against the dolphins who who can light you up yeah jalen Waddle is out so that's something to consider But I'm leaning Dolphins' side on this. And they're also – you know, the Dolphins have a shot at that one seed too. Like the Ravens don't have it locked up. It's This is here for the taking right now, this week. If Miami can win, they got a shot at that one seed. So I'm leaning Miami, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Baltimore wins by a touchdown because we've seen what they're capable of. And this is a game that means a lot. I'm just saying – because of the the swing, like that emotional yeah. swing, I would lean Miami. But what are your thoughts on that game?
1: Yeah, um, no, I think that's pretty much the same. I mean, it's in Baltimore, and that might be the only reason I I lean their way in this one. But Miami's sitting at plus three and a half, so uh, you might want to take it. You might want to take that three and a half. That's a that's a key number there especially in one that's going to be close. I don't know. The under might be a play. 46 and a half is what it is. It's opened at 47. Hmm. But that lines went nowhere. It's still three and a half. It's been three and a half all week.
0: Weather could be a factor um, for that over. I wouldn't touch. I'm not going to touch the over under because I'm not sure on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But well, that's where I, I mean. I'm with you, except that, yeah, I don't I don't like Waddle being out. But um, with it being in Baltimore, I, I like Baltimore a little more than that one.
0: So we talked about AFC South. Do you think Miami wins one of these next two and clinches the AFC East? Or do you think, you know, the Bills could do it and win the AFC East?
1: No, I I see Miami losing this week and then winning against the Bills next week when everyone thinks the Bills are going to beat them. I think the the table's turn. I think that, uh, you know, especially if the Bills win this week and the Dolphins lose this week, obviously it's going to be for the division. And uh, I don't know, is that that game in Miami? Yes. Mm. Yeah. No, I'll go with Miami because I think everyone – Everyone thinks it's going to be on the bills. Everyone thinks the bills are going to win. That would be so
0: typical too. bills getting their fans (laughs) hopes up. It's like, oh my God, we're going to do it. We're going to win the division. We've gotten all this way. came all this way back. All we got to do is win this game. And then you lose that game. That that would be typical bills fashion. Tyra, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about um, as far as NFL.
1: All right, so, yeah, last Thursday, Rams-Saints, Rams 30-22. That was never a game. Rams are hot. Steelers are – oh, that's interesting. Yeah, the Steelers went over the Bengals 34-11. to Mason Rudolph and that offense looked the best it's looked in years. doesn't make any sense, but that's that. So that's going to be fun in their next game. Bills barely beat the Chargers. Uh, that was an ugly one. Falcons smoked the Colts. Packers hang on by three to beat the Panthers. They're seven and eight. I don't really know if they have a shot. Are they officially eliminated? Like, what do the Packers need? Obviously, they have to win the next two, but
0: they 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 need a lot of help. No, they got a chance. Good.
1: Um, Yeah, Browns steamrolled the Texans.
0: They play the Vikings this week.
1: Oh, yeah, they're starting that kid who who caught the uh, concussion earlier, right? Paul. Yeah. Speaking of them, they lost to the Lions 30-24. And in that game, what, did Mullins throw four picks or had four turnovers or something like that?
0: 400 yards, four picks, I think it was.
1: Yeah, dude, the Lions still only won by six. It's. I mean, I they covered the spread, I bet, on them, so I was happy. But, dude, not a good look. That's why I don't, I'm not as confident in them moving forward as I was earlier in the year because their secondary just isn't playing how – they were earlier in the year. Like Gardner Johnson, is he back yet? He's still out. What's he? He's probably just waiting for the playoffs at this point. Um Jets snuck out one against the commanders. They were up like what 20. I think it was 20-nothing, or yeah. I think they were up 20-nothing. Commanders came back, took the lead, 28-27. Seahawks barely win. Or they yeah, they have that that late touchdown to uh DK to hang on for the win. Seahawks are probably going to sneak into the playoffs somehow. Yep. Jags got smoked. Bears. Lots of talk about Justin Fields now. He's looking. Dolphins, Cowboys. Shitty game. Patriots beat the Broncos. Yep. Raiders beat the Chiefs. Eagles hung on against the and the boys. Ravens smoked the numbers So yeah, not not a whole lot there. Matchups this week. Here's what you pick: Cowboys minus four and a half. Book it at home against Detroit. The Rams minus six against the Giants. Book it if it goes to seven. They think this is a trap game for the Rams because they got the Niners next week. Um,
0: I just don't understand that logic from people because the Rams have to win this game regardless.
1: Right. I don't. Yeah. I I mean, minus six, dude, book it. Might as well. Because to Um, me, like
0: out of the two games, what's more winnable? The Giants. So why wouldn't you go all out in this game? So then next mm-hmm. week doesn't mean as much because you're likely in as if you just win this week. So I don't understand that logic of people. I love the Rams minus six as well. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, good point. <laughs> and then um, Niners minus 14. Hey, is Bursette getting the start or is it still? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. then I would say Commanders plus 14 might not be a, a bad play here. They're getting two touchdowns. That's a lot. So, I I, I might go Commanders on that one. Um, Vegas, plus 3.5 at Indy. That might be a solid uh, bet right there. Uh, Cardinals, plus 11.5 at Philly. I like that. New Orleans, plus 2.5 at Tampa. I like Tampa, minus 2.5 there at home. Um, Falcons, plus 2.5 at Chicago. I like the Falcons getting two and a half. Hmm, interesting. Sixty-eight percent on Chicago. They've been balling. They have. They've been. They've been. They've looked decent. Interesting though, Carolina. I don't like Atlanta on Jackson. the road. Yeah, no. I, yeah, they're getting two and a half. I don't know. It's something about this game. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not used to seeing Chicago favored, throw me off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I
0: don't disagree with much, but that's one I do disagree with. I like Chicago on this one. Just because Atlanta, I don't. Really Atlanta, right I don't
1: uh, yeah, that's not that's not one I'm I'm probably gonna end up going with. But if I were leaning one way, it would be Atlanta, Carolina plus three and a half at Jacksonville. Um, especially who is it? Bathard. Yeah. Yep. You might want to go Carolina there. Miami plus three and a half at Baltimore. We talked about that. Tennessee, my, or plus four and a half at Houston. Um, that's an interesting one, actually. Hmm. Tennessee might not be a bad play there. Um, New England plus fourteen at Buffalo. Buffalo just, yeah, I like that. I like New England a lot there, actually. get Getting 14? Come yeah. on now. Pittsburgh plus three and a half at Seattle. I kind of like that, too. Seattle was just let everything, you know, they've just been playing from behind a lot lately. I don't know. Bengals plus six and a half at Kansas City. I kind of like that. I mean, the Bengals just got stomped. I kind of like a little bounce back for them on the road. Kansas City's played like shit lately. Chargers plus three and a half at Denver with Stidum. That's an ugly ass matchup. <laughs> That's <laughs> gross, dude. It's uh the pass for me there. Green Bay at Minnesota. They're plus one and a half. Green Bay's plus one and a half. Um damn. I don't know. Kind of like Green Bay there. Me too. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think of this Hall guy.
0: Let's talk about Jairi Alexander. We haven't talked about it. (laughs) Jairi Alexander, I didn't want to go without talking about it. The dude made himself a captain. Yeah, Made himself a captain in Carolina because he was from Charlotte. So he wrote his name down as a captain and went (laughs) out there for the coin toss and even called it. So gets suspended this week against that game against Minnesota.
1: That's harsh.
0: That is harsh and yeah. That's an I just out of control like bad news bears thing to happen on your team like would you ever think of any like team that that would have like imagine that happening on a Bill Belichick team like a guy writing his name down like it wouldn't. So mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur, dude, get control of your locker room these boys <laughs> because I watched the interview with Alexander when he was talking about it. Dude, I don't know if you've seen it, but if you haven't, look it up. Because, wow, he is something special. That's for sure. It was a very entertaining interview. That made me Hmm. scratch my head, but sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no. I I was just going to say, I don't know. I think a game is harsh. I don't know that writing your name down as a captain and then going out and calling the coin flip is really that big a deal to get a game suspension, especially this late in the season with a lot on the line. Oh, maybe it's bigger, bigger deal than I think it is. But
0: yeah, it's probably something else going on with it.
1: Poor guy. I have to watch that interview though. It sounds funny. He's shot. <laughs> but yeah, that's it though. I think think that's it. Well, we want to thank y'all for
0: listening to the New Score podcast. This is episode 18. We're going to be back next week with some NFL recap action. We're going to talk about some NBA a little bit. We're going to talk about the college football playoffs a lot. So everybody have a happy new year. We will see you next year. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Get at us on Instagram and Facebook. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Peace. City I'm a new score broke your high score. soon I step through the door try to stack my paper up like a bookstore money kissin' each other like a rock and roll tour when I come to your city I'm a new score broke your high score soon as step through the door try to stack my paper up like a bookstore